Welcome to Locked On St. Louis Cardinals, your daily podcast covering all things St. Louis Cardinals, brought to you today live from Wrigley Field in beautiful but cold Chicago here on a Tuesday afternoon. My name is Jeff Jones, typically joined by Brendan Schaefer. Uh, tried to make sure we could have Brendan on this afternoon, but we were having a little bit of a little bit of technical issues here as we tried to get recorded from Wrigley. I uh, was looking for a, a quiet spot to record this afternoon, and you know, typically I've uh, been, been been doing these from a spot at Bush Stadium, kind of below the press box in uh, in the, the lobby of a suite area. So uh, Wrigley, obviously, a little harder to find those places. The uh, Some of the staff here was gracious enough to let me into a suite as they were servicing it and gave me a couple of minutes to, uh, to record very briefly here this afternoon and get this podcast pushed out to you. So rather than wasting some of those minutes trying to get the, uh, the technical snafus sorted, we decided to go ahead and roll with what we have for this afternoon's podcast. The Cardinals obviously were... Uh, I don't know if we say rained out, frozen out, snowed out yesterday afternoon uh, with, with, with the uh, the game of the Cubs unable to be played due to the weather. With bad weather also in the forecast for tomorrow, uh, they're definitely going to push through to get this game done. The, uh, the, the sky looks good, blue skies, white clouds, bright sun. The temperature, not so great. Uh, didn't really get above... 36 at any point here this afternoon, and as I was uh, as I was walking up to the ballpark here through Wrigleyville, could definitely see the breath in the air as we uh, as, as we approach the ballpark. So, gonna be a cold one out there, but gonna be a dry one at least. Uh, as I sit here and look out the window behind me, there are flags definitely whipping out toward right field. But here, uh, three and a half hours before game time, it's hard to think that that's gonna matter much when you consider the possibility of that pattern changing later on in the day. A couple of changes today in the Cardinals lineup that we'll go over as well as previewing the game this evening uh, as we get you ready for tonight's Cardinals game here on Locked on St. Louis Cardinals. As we arrived at the ballpark this afternoon, uh, discovered that the Cardinals had just released their lineup for this evening's game, and it, 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 it features, I think, mostly the players that would be expected, but it also features them in uh, in, in some different spots and, and, and puts the Cardinals in the interesting position of clearly now, I think, acknowledging that some guys are uh, are not off to their best possible starts. Dexter Fowler is leading off and playing right field. Tommy Pham batting second and playing center. That's been consistent along with Matt Carpenter batting third. He will be at second base this evening. Uh, the return of Jed Jerko to the active lineup for this afternoon's game did perhaps portend that Colton Wong would be a guy who would be uh, at risk of losing playing time, and he has, at least for this evening, lost a little bit of that playing time, but it is not to the uh, not not to the player I think that many may have expected. After Carpenter, you have Marcelo Zuna batting fourth playing left field. Your fifth place hitter is the, uh, is, is the player that Ken Rosenthal tweeted this morning that the St. Louis Cardinals have the highest OPS of any team in baseball from first base so far this season. That is Jose Martinez batting fifth and playing first base. Batting sixth today, catching Yadier Molina. The seventh hitter in the lineup is Greg Garcia. Garcia with a hot series over the weekend against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, hit his first two home runs of the year. Had a couple other extra base hits and is definitely contributing offensively for the Cardinals. And so Greg Garcia slots in to the seventh spot in the lineup today and is playing third base with Carpenter at second. That is perhaps the uh, the first really notable swap in terms of defense. The Cardinals deciding perhaps to give uh, Carpenter's arm a little bit of a break by moving him into second base and perhaps giving him some reps at second when you consider uh, the possibility that Jed Jerko would be taking over at third base perhaps a little more frequently here in the uh, here in, in, in the coming weeks 
interesting to, uh, to, to see Carpenter playing second and Garcia playing third. In the ninth spot in the lineup, Adam Wainwright, of course, pitching today, which means we left out the one sort of big surprise in the lineup today, which is Paul DeYoung, who is playing shortstop, batting eighth in today's lineup after starting this year, uh, pretty reliably batting seventh. So DeYoung moved down one spot, sort of flopped with Garcia. Uh, and, you know, look, Paul DeYoung is a guy who batted in the middle of the order for a large part of the season last year for the St. Louis Cardinals. And so for him to now be in a position where uh, his, his struggles have sort of convinced the Cardinals that that he needs to be uh, that, that he needs to be slid down in that lineup is I think a, a, a degree of a big deal now you know the, the talk I think over the weekend when you have a four game sweep it's sort of hard to uh, to find things to fret about but to the extent that there were things to worry about uh, the, the, the the hitting of Matt Carpenter was one of those that got some attention as well as Colton Wong as well as Dexter Fowler the uh, young benefited I think pretty cleanly from uh, from from a big start to the season and so far here over the last few weeks has been unable to sustain that start. So Paul DeYoung will bat eighth and play shortstop in this evening's game. Adam Wainwright on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals tonight. That's uh, that, that, that's an opportunity for the Cardinals to sort of keep the rotation in order, though, uh, as mentioned yesterday on the podcast, the Cardinals did take the opportunity to swap Luke Weaver and Michael Waka with the rainout. Weaver's original turn would have been uh, would have been tomorrow regardless, and so the Cardinals now pushing Waka back from what would have been a Tuesday start to now a Thursday start, or excuse me, a Friday start at home against the Reds. That builds in three extra days of rest for Michael Waka, and all also allows Waka to avoid the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs routine that Waka has definitely struggled against in his career, and Luke Weaver has been arguably uh, the most consistent and, and, and best Cardinal starter so far this season. Uh, you know, uh, Carlos Martinez has been great, but 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 Weaver has been so strong so far this year that it does give him uh, it does make sense to give him the opportunity to to, to get that big start at Wrigley tomorrow afternoon. And frankly, I think that there's a reasonable chance that. The game tomorrow afternoon also ends up uh, getting getting rain, snowed, colded out as the first game in this series did, and so the Cardinals likely being aware of that opt to, uh, to 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 make sure that Wainwright is the guy who gets to pitch. Adam Wainwright uh, in his career has made 34 starts, this being his 30, 35th against the Cubs. This will be his 19th start at Wrigley Field. He's 10-2 and two with a 3.79 ERA at Wrigley. So uh, a, a strong career record at Wrigley Field for Adam Wainwright. Uh, that, 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 by the way, coming courtesy of Kerry Muscat and Joe Trezzo of MLB.com, who had that in their, uh, in their game preview for this evening's game. Uh, a pitcher who has a history of wins at Wrigley is, is, is going to be, I think, welcome to the Cardinals. The Cardinals last year uh, lost the series. They were 5-14 and 14 against the Cubs last season. They were 1-8 and eight at Wrigley Field. They won one game across nine opportunities at Wrigley last year. And so uh, if you're the Cardinals and you're looking to make sure that you're, you're busting out of what has been, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to say that they're busting out of a slump because when you have the four games in Cincinnati that are a sweep, obviously things look a little brighter than they did a few days ago. But uh, against better teams, against the Brewers and Diamondbacks, the Cardinals have been, you know, a, a slightly below 500 teams so far this season. And so if you're the Cardinals and you're looking to establish consistency as well as sort of uh, drag out a winning streak, then I think it's a big opportunity to, to sort of, you know, settle on that trusted arm. And this is the position where, you know, a guy like Adam Wainwright uh, becomes extremely valuable because when you talk about the way that 
Wainwright uh, offers contributions to this team. I think that a lot of what's talked about ends up being sort of the, uh, it ends up being the intangibles. It ends up being the sorts of things that are difficult to measure, difficult to quantify, the effect that Wainwright has on the staff, what it means to be the ace, what it means to be a leader. All of these things are, are, are what you hear about uh, when it comes to Adam Wainwright. And it's frustrating, I think, to Cardinals fans who are looking at pitchers in the minors like Jack Flaherty, who are looking at the impending return of Alex Reyes here in about six weeks and wondering whether or not those uh, those intangibles of a guy like Wainwright really matter as much as perhaps the team suggests that they do. Uh, I don't know entirely whether or not that's going to end up being the case. I think that there's, a, there's probably going to be some difficult questions asked maybe here uh, later in the season as, as the year wears on, and we see whether or not Adam Wainwright's arm is able to hold up to, uh, to the challenges of a full regular season. But I think that in the short term, uh, Wainwright is a guy who the Cardinals are going to lead on in the early going for that experience and, and, and for that ability to, uh, to to lead the Cardinals through what could be a hard stretch here. Now, what helps is that the, that the Reds, again, come into Bush Stadium uh, this weekend for a three-game set. So even if these two games, or maybe only one game against the Cubs, uh, ends up being a little bit of a challenge, there at least is an opportunity uh, for, for the Cardinals to get back on the horse against the Reds this weekend. But I also think that with the conditions here at Wrigley today as well, again, as I mentioned, it's going to be dry. It's sunny right now. It should be, uh, you know, the, the sky will be clear at game time, but it's going to be cold for sure. Uh, and we have heard a couple of pitchers, and Waka certainly among them, talk about the way that that cold has impacted their, their repertoire to, uh, to, to an extent so far this season. And so if you're the St. Louis Cardinals and you are concerned uh, about that sort of effect on the pitching, then it does make sense to me uh, to, to, to turn to a guy like Wainwright, who you think you should be able to count on. Now, Wainwright did have the rough start. His first start of the season was, again, on a cold day, where he mentioned sort of having an inability to, uh, to find his grip and, and, and find a consistent feel on his pitches, and it led to that uh, dialing down of the velocity that he spoke to. But I will say that, you know, when you looked at his subsequent start against the Brewers, it, it seemed clear that, you know, Wainwright was, I think, fairly honest in that assessment about the intentional dialing down of the velocity and the way that, uh, that, that, that making that decision was one that he made in order to find that control again. I think that there were a lot of people who had concerns that that was Adam Wainwright and Mike Matheny looking for an explanation rather than providing the explanation. Uh, but I think, you know, it, it was fairly clear that in his last start, he was into the 90s, into the seventh inning of that start. And that's a, that's a big statement for a guy like Wainwright because his velocity is going to be tracked, I think, pretty consistently all throughout the season and sort of measured uh, as a degree of his fitness. I don't know if that's necessarily fair. I, I think that Adam Wainwright is a guy who, at this point in his career, has learned to be crafty uh, with all of his pitches. But, you know, there's there's crafty, and then there's leaving 88 uh, belt high across the middle of the plate, and that's where the velocity matters, because if the velocity is dipping and uh, the control is slightly off or you miss on one pitch, that's when balls tend to start flying out of the yard. And so uh, the Cardinals and Wainwright both, I think, don't want to make, make sure that he's in a situation where he's not having to be perfect Every time he's out on the mound, I, I actually uh, I spoke to Adam Wainwright at the winter warmup, sort of about where he was at and his preparation for the season in January, uh, and because he had mentioned 
later in the season last year when Wayne, when Wainwright was shut down late in the year mentioned that part of the uh, part of what gave him a warning that he was uh, going to be in a position where he's not, he wasn't going to be able to perform up to his standards was that he had a pretty extreme dip in his velocity by the end of the year last year he was hitting about 84 85 consistently and he was using that as a measure of uh, of his struggles I guess to uh, to maintain his effectiveness on the mound. And I, at the winter warm-up, I asked him, you know, where his velocity had been sitting in his training throughout the winter. And he said, you know, he, he gave it the old golly G, said that he didn't even know where to find a radar gun uh, in the uh, in, in the wintertime. I joked to them that they probably have them on Amazon, but he said that he could tell how his stuff was by the way the ball felt coming out of his hand. And so I asked him, how does it feel right now? And he sort of Sort of smirked and said, "It feels fine." So, look, the uh, the the Adam Wainwright that we saw in the first start is obviously not the pitcher that anyone uh, needs him to be, or would count on Adam Wainwright to be if he is going to be a big contributor to the team throughout the season. The Adam Wainwright that we saw in his most recent start, even though he took home a loss, is exactly the pitcher the Cardinals need him to be throughout the year. So hopefully it's a pitcher for the Cardinals' sake that they see today. Uh, as I mentioned before we let you go out of here, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the thing to watch also will be the usage of Jed Jerko in this series and throughout the weekend. Clearly today, I think that with Matt Carpenter sliding over to second, the Cardinals are preparing themselves for a situation where Jerko is going to be taking up some of that playing time. The other thing to watch, of course, is that Tonight's game will be the first where Luke Gregerson will be available for the Cardinals out of the bullpen. Uh, the, the, the question is going to be what the bullpen looks like until things get settled with Greg Holland, and how long does it take for Holland to sort of claim that closer spot that was originally meant to be his at the start of the season. Bud Norris is the guy for right now. Uh, Mike Matheny and Mike Maddox making the decision that Holland is a guy who needs to be worked in, and so we'll see if he's able to be successfully worked in uh, here throughout the next few days. That's going to wrap up a shorter edition of Locked on St. Louis Cardinals here this afternoon. I have to head down into the clubhouse to uh, to grab some sound. Look for a column coming up on, St. on, on LockedOnSTLCardinals.com. Actually, by the time this is up, that will also probably already be up or be up eminently so make sure you check that out again thank you so much for listening and subscribing to the podcast you can subscribe now on itunes it will be in a number of other places here eminently uh brendan and i are extremely really really happy to have a chance to to bring daily coverage of the Cardinals to you, our listening audience, and it is not possible without you. So thank you so very much for being a part of this venture so far. Uh, hey, tell your friends. Make sure you check us out. We're happy to. Uh, we're happy to have you all the time. Brendan Schaefer can be found on Twitter at bschafer12 and is writing for baseball on KMOV.com. My name is Jeff Jones. You can find me on Twitter at jmjones. Find my writing at lockedonstlcardinals.com. That has this has been. Today's episode of Locked on St. Louis Cardinals live from Wrigley Field for Brendan Schaefer. My name is Jeff Jones. Until tomorrow afternoon, thanks again for listening, and we will bring you some more Cardinal baseball here from Wrigley again tomorrow.